for me, the, the saddest thing when I see young people that have already like given yeah. in, yeah, I'm like, that's the time you fight. That's the time that you should try and fail and try again. And then it's like, when you get old, you're like, at least I tried, didn't work out, you know? So I said, look, man, I'm going to go for it. And if I end up broke or poor or whatever, then... Hello, my friends, and welcome to our first official episode, episode number one of the newest podcast on the streets, Fudge It, Just Jump a place where we explore the mind of the dreamer and encourage others to dream bigger, live louder, and create the world of their wildest dreams. Um, So today we have a wonderful guest. I'm really excited to welcome uh, Ricardo, right now Rick Marino, badass adventurer, photographer, um, and just all-around great human being, humble fellow, with a neat story. So I'd like to welcome you to tune in. Thanks for joining us. Sit back, relax, and uh, let's dive right in. All right, I think I'm live. What's up, man? We're live. Dang, dude, you're in the woods. Yes, I am. Oh. You're in the, looks like you're in the jungle almost. Yeah, a little bit. I'm on the lanai. It's just started gushing rain. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But it's it's kind of pleasant. I kind of like the rain, you know. Right. You know, being... Well, I'm here. I'm here in the redwoods. Wow. Man, those are some big trees. Yeah. So you're in Northern California. Uh, more central, like, um, south of San Francisco, just a bit on the coast. Um, near and near Santa Cruz, we're up in the mountains. Wow. Where are you staying? We're living. Just in a little like cabin um, up in the mountains, and uh, I moved here about with with my girlfriend about a year and a half ago almost. Wow! In so you've bold, been, it, you've been posting up and chilling over there for a while and kind of using that as your base camp. Yep, exactly. Dang man, how neat! Yeah, it's been pretty nice. I definitely changed from Colorado, but. Um, I love being near the ocean. It's a completely different, you know, um, vibe, a different feeling, a different energy. Dude, it for sure is. I'm kind of there basking with you, you know, being landlocked in Colorado. Now I got the ocean and it's like a a whole nother feeling. Oh, I uh, bet. The moisture in the air doesn't hurt either, you know. Yeah, no. How long you been there so far? Like a couple weeks? Yeah, just two weeks, man. Just, Just starting to... You know, the vacation mode starting to wear off, starting to realize that I'm here now. And uh, yeah. it's pretty cool. You know, I got, we're doing pretty good out here for sure. I've been watching the the birds chow down the bananas. We, we picked this rack of bananas and uh, the birds and the lizards have been going to town. But, you know, it's only fair. We got to share, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's those, cool, those man. Let's jump in. Um, as you may or may not be aware, you're my first live guest. So I'm, I'm really pleased to welcome uh, Ricardo, right now Rick Marino, a good friend from, from high school and uh, growing up in the same area. And uh, Glad to be on, Jamie. Yeah. You know, you're just a badass dude all around. Uh, ever since I knew you, we always, I always liked you. And it seems like you've been doing some sweet adventure photography and kind of vlogging and just getting out there in the world and 
and showing us like, hey, there's a lot. There's a lot to be had, a lot to be enjoyed. And I, I really admire that about you. So I want to thank you for, for doing that work and kind of operating with this mindset that you have. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about it. Sure. That's cool, what would man. you like to know? Well, um, I think it'd be good to start at the back, start back from when we met. I remember in high school early on, you and some friends, I think Bailey Wildeman was even there. We went to a cave. We went to those caves out in Golden. Yeah. And I think that was like my first like real like, holy shit, we just went inside some caves kind of adventure. And I was like, so that really set the tone here. And it sounds to me like you didn't really stop. Like, and I want to know, like, where did you get this adventurous spirit from? What do you think you inherited that from? Well, I think it's something that was has been with me my whole entire life. Um, I think it's something that I was just able to tap into at a younger age and, you know, um, fall into what I feel I truly am um, at so at such a young age. And I think that was really for me, maybe a little bit around, around eight years old or younger. Um, my family, um, my father's from Sicily and my mother's from Nebraska. So wow. long story short, she met him out in Sicily. And um, that means now we, I have family to visit over there. So in my younger ages, we would often go to Sicily and travel to some spots. But in particular, um, in two th the year 2000, we decided to cross over the Mediterranean Sea and go to Egypt. And I think being in Egypt um, for, I think we were there for a little bit or around a week, it really just opened my eyes to how crazy and um, amazing and mystical this world is. So I just was curious from that point on and it hasn't stopped. Wow, man, what an ancient place. So wait, let's rewind a bit. What was a Nebraska girl doing out in Sicily? Well, my That's mother... That's far away from home. <laughs> really far. I know, it's a strange combo, but um, she she was born in Nebraska on a farm, and um, I sh or my, she, grew, or she grew up there most of her life until she was like 13, our younger, younger ages, and then she moved to Colorado with my family but growing up in Colorado that was enough for her to realize oh my gosh like what a change in life from moving from this flat place to somewhere where there's mountains and all this other stuff and I she um, became more curious in the world um, she proceeded to be a disc jockey she was in a band she Whoa. lived out of a NVW and traveled around a little bit she also had a Mustang she was into race cars um, but she uh her curiosity of the world um, brought her to be a journalist in the Navy um, after several other lifestyle choices. And that brought her to living in different countries, one of them being Sicily. And she loves Sicily so much. And it really just felt like another home to her. And that's where she was able to meet my father um, in Sicily. So she, she was working at a restaurant that he owned with his brothers at the time. And she would visit often. And they just clicked um, at that cafe. Wow. Wow, I love yeah. the story. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your background there. And I'm well, seeing a theme. Asking. You know, your mom, adventurous gal. I mean, DJ, van lifer. You've lived in a van and or 
maybe are going to go back to that. We'll, we'll probably jump into that soon. But yeah, it's cool to have you on, Ricardo. I just see it kind of being free form. You know, we're just going to cruise. And the main goal of Fudge It Just Jump, the this podcast that you're on, we're challenging the status quo out here and the rational mind particularly. Because I find myself, I get stuck and like, oh, I need... I need these steps to be figured out in order to go for it. Or like, I need a 401k and a stable job and a mortgage, you know. But like, I did I did all that and I was like, this sucks. I feel definitely like a hole in my belly. And I need to find out what to do. Mm-hmm. So, in this, in this sense, we're kind of tapping into people who ditch the rational mind or the, like the, the typical way of life. And kind of just go for their dreams. And uh, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, you seem like a dreamer. I don't know. Would you call yourself a dreamer? Yes, 100%. Um, I've dreamed, the way I like to put it is that I've dreamed so big in my life that I landed amongst some of my dreams. Um, Ever since I was young, I can, I've just almost been like a daydreamer where in my, in my actual, you know, reality, I'm always constantly thinking of where I want to go, what's the next place I want to see, what's somewhere I haven't been. Um, and it's kind of just this incessant mechanism inside of my mind that cannot stop. So I say I landed amongst my dreams because I could never accomplish everything uh, that my mind imagines. Um, however, I've been able to do several, you know, amazing adventures on that list one of them being colorado trail walking over 486 miles across the state of colorado um and you know most of them have been with walking or traveling or you know where i can bring my feet to but um i think that having that you know incessant thought process is what has kept me going really and kept me ignoring i guess certain things that I will put attention to just it's hard to with this kind of, you know, feeling of being young and feeling of like wanting to fulfill every moment with something new. Wow. So is there anything that you've found yourself uh, incapable of doing? For sure. Um, Most definitely. I mean, things that I haven't practiced, uh, certain things in like, you know, like like you said, you things you should be doing. There's certain times that I've crossed bridges of being like, okay, I'm not quite sure this is unfamiliar territory for me. You know, I'm trying to figure out certain things that people my age are figuring out a couple years ago or more. And um, it's uh, it's an eye opener for sure. You know, like to be faced with those um, realities of just what we have to, you know, how we have to ensure our futures and protect ourselves from, you know, certain mistakes that you don't want to make later on in life. And um, I've definitely had this different learning process of having to come to terms with those kinds of things. Sure. So it, but, uh, life isn't easy, though. I think that's what you're saying, you know. Exactly. And no, no matter what kind of path you choose. I think you'd agree, you know, every um, direction you go, you're going to have some kind of 
unsettling feeling because there obviously is so much more to life. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, how do we quell those unsettling feelings? I don't know. I experience those too, man. You know. Uh, you know. It's like, oh, am I making the right choice? Did I just like F up really terribly by making this decision? Right. I don't know, though. I don't know if there are any bad choices, uh, especially when you're following this thing right here, pointing to my heart. Um, I think that's one of our best guides. But yeah, when we face these challenges and these, you know, questions, I don't know. Sometimes I need to just go chill or breathe or take a nap. You know, um, I generally find that they come in waves and then they they go away. But there might always be the next step in front of us. You know. Right. Yeah. So. So. Go ahead. Clearly, I was gonna say you clearly felt the urge inside you to ch make a change, and that brought you to your next beautiful chapter in life. So you're a perfect example. Yeah, we're trying yeah. it out, man. Yeah, thanks. I definitely had an itch in me, and I had to see it through. You know, I'd find myself every three months at my job while I'm working, like. I'd look for some crazy job to apply for, like across the world or like, because I just wanted something new. I like to go far away. I like to travel. I kind of like chaos a little bit. Um, you know, and I found myself applying for the FBI and the CIA, you know, just because I was like, I've always wanted to be an agent. You know, I think espionage would be sick, you know, going out, having some identities. But I get their jobs aren't always like that. You know, you might be at a desk a lot of the time, you know. And so I would go through the process and I'd go to like the little test centers and take their aptitude tests and the FBI, the FBI didn't want me. So I think there's a, some clues in there uh, of why. I don't know if we'll talk about it here. To rewind a bit, um, I literally dream at night what might come sometimes. I found this happens a few times, like especially with big changes in my life. And on this FBI track, I had a, had a dream that I was being interviewed by the FBI. And they wanted me to fill out their application in a very specific way. Really? And I decided I wanted to fill it out from the bottom up. And I was immediately disqualified. They didn't want a free thinker. No. Then a couple of months later, I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go for the FBI. But they had this crazy battery of tests. I didn't get very far, but like. I think I answered too honestly. I'm a very empathic person, and there's some questions on there I'm not at liberty to discuss, but I think I have too much feeling to, like, fit well in the role they wanted, and, like, I think they really want someone who follows directions well and doesn't go their own way. Right. That makes sense. So immediately that wasn't going to work. So I don't know. I would just find myself looking for different, different things, different jobs. I found this job, like, launching Internet balloons from Puerto Rico. And I was like, that sounds sick. And then the guy called me because he liked my resume. He's like, look, like you have like no, no computer experience at all. But like I wanted to call you because you seemed interesting. He's like, but you might do better on our like launch recovery team. And like when the balloons go down in like Africa or like Ecuador, you, we got to send out trucks and go like recover the equipment and the balloons. I was like, dude, that sounds cool. Long story short, I had an itch, yeah. So uh, I took a jump, came out here, and it's it's pretty it's going really great. But it's 
my rational mind's kind of being broken down, you know, because I've got a job here, but it's not as structured as my other job, and I've got to kind of create my own structure. But I think these are good skills to learn, you know, self-motivation, taking risks. And I think if I ever wanted to get a job again, they're going to look at me and be like, oh, dude, you took a cool jump. You tried it out, whether you failed or not. Like, it shows that you've, you know, you got a little cojones, and we might like that on our team. That's what I'm trying to work for, at least. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that you're absolutely right with that. Uh, taking a leap of faith shows that you're willing to take a risk to better your own self and expand your own mind and your abilities. Uh, yeah. And, uh, sometimes it requires going somewhere off the grid almost well not you're, not to say you're that off the grid but just out in the middle of the pacific ocean to, you know rewire your brain a little bit yeah man we out here out in the pacific ocean you're out in the redwoods but that rewire the brain comment i like that and uh, i think without discomfort or challenge our brain can get real rigid Definitely. We, we might not even know what we're missing um, but having that open mind, I think that's a good trait to have. Yeah. I would agree. I feel like this move out here, like the preamble, like getting prepared to come out here. To me, it felt a lot like coming up on like psychedelics. Like everything felt uneasy. I had a lot of nerves. I just yeah. felt like shit was just falling out from under me. But I was like actually kind of excited because I was like, you know, every time I've I've had a psychedelic experience like yeah it's maybe not the most fun at the beginning but I always leave feeling freaking damn good and like I came out with some some gems of knowledge so I think travel and adventure can be kind of psychedelic without the right. drugs yeah right and I love the way you explain that because I can relate in that sense um that feeling that you that gut feeling you get before you're going somewhere new you don't know what's going to happen. You want to make sure you're you're hoping that it's everything that you could have ever ex you dreamed of. But then at the same time, you're like, I hope it's enough time for me to spend there to come back with the feeling or I don't know. I, I think it's those nerves and the turnaround of the experience that I've always just been able to chase after endlessly and see value in. Um, and clearly the fact that a good friend of mine is, willing to hit me up and be a guest on his show shows me that the I've carried that through my message and through into these videos and photos or captions I've written. And that to me is proof enough that there is so much value in the lifestyle that I've chosen because it, it gives people that kind of maybe that willingness to jump out of their seat and try something new. Bro, you're doing it. And you're being very successful at it, at least in my lens. Because your photos, your imagery, your your blogs, they're all so exciting. And they they give they give the, the, the reader, the experiencer, this sense of like, wow, this is so badass and like vicarious living. And I think these roles are so important, especially in this world where I think a lot of people are under-inspired or maybe bogged down by things that they're not really pleased by and... Uh, these little mm -hmm. spurts of joy are sweet. And so you've been doing a lot of photography and making videos. I've seen you as a writer too. You know, what are you working on these days? You know, what, what are you currently working on or what skills are you honing in on? 
I would say that the skills I'm honing in on are more with my hands. I've been working a lot with my hands lately and building things and um, creating things for others. Like um, here in the Redwoods, I've been able to create a lot of Redwood garden beds and, you know, make money with that and like sell people something that they can grow something out of and instead of having to go to the grocery store and get grocery bags i find myself as like a jack of all trades in a sense so that's been something the skills i hone in on when i'm not honing in on the photography videography or you know writing aspect i might try to do something completely different something more you know like hands-on and um yeah so but currently i'm also honing in on the skills of how to i'll show you a little sneak peek but i've been honing in on the skills of how to uh to like modify a van and uh make it more livable to be like um full-time living situation which is what me and my girlfriend are about to pursue in three weeks is full-time out of that thing wow three weeks you're hitting yeah. the road exactly oh. so i've been paused on other creative aspects but when we get into the van i'm of course i'm going to plan on continuing what i've always loved doing which is sharing the story dude so cool i mean i bet you're so busy right now getting ready so i appreciate your time this oh morning so busy. yeah and I like that you're so like busy. empowering the revolution through these garden beds, like to connect more homes with like, even if they're just making like, I don't know, some pesto out of their garden. You know, that's one more thing that you're enabling people to like create for right. themselves and liberate from this. As we saw with COVID, you know, the grocery stores got tapped and it got a little bit nervous and it wasn't even a real, a real atrocity. It was just people were panic buying. Right. So I I hope that that's really spurred up this interest in gardens and has helped your business kind of kick butt that way. That's Most definitely, wow. dude. Like, uh, it, it definitely did, and it's funny because it's life just works in mysterious ways. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest, I think, fear factors of maybe pursuing a lifestyle like mine, more adventurous, you know building a life around travel and experience elsewhere from where you grew up. The the biggest fear factor is just being sure in yourself that everything is going to be okay because there's so much uncertainty and there's so much like, how are we going to make money? How am I going to, you know, like go to all these places? How are we going to do it cheaply? How am I going to sustain? And like the beautiful thing that has proven itself to me every time is that things happen when you least expect them. And one of those things being a way to make money. And it also becomes a new story. And clearly I've been doing, I've been, I think for the past 10 years, I've been wrapping each year around a big endeavor and have yet to, you know, like I've yet to hit rock bottom and completely stop. Like nothing has been able to really, because I believe in myself. I, it, like you said, it comes from I, everything you ever need is always there for you. If you're willing to pursue your true self. Wow. 
So believing in yourself has been one of these keys that keeps you going. Yeah. And like you said, you haven't hit rock bottom. You just keep going. And you're learning skills along the way. You're meeting new people. I mean, it's, it looks to me like you're thriving. You look healthy. You look happy. You know, you've got a really cool girlfriend who's crazy enough to jump into a van with you and cruise around, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited for her. She she hasn't been able to do something this big in her life. So it's going to oh. be, it's a whole new thing for her. She comes from, you know, um, she's been building a lot of her life around her career and sure. now she's shedded a little bit of her career to now try something new and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that and show her. Wow, How brave. Uh, I really give her a high five if I could, you know, I'm stoked, stoked for you guys. And uh, seems we're like gonna, we're gonna give you a real one when we come to Hawaii. Oh bro. Yeah. Come on down, man. We definitely, we're gonna... we definitely love to, we've got an extra little cabana put you up in show, we'll go to the sweet beach spots and let's do it yeah, bro you come on down so how uh, let's see here yeah man it's pretty cool down here i mean that's definitely the most beautiful place i've ever seen i've been some beautiful places but um i mean everyone's always talked about hawaii you know it's where people go on vacation it's like okay some beaches you know but the way my friends would talk about it it was always like a dream place. I was like, this can't be real. Like these people you're meeting and tell me about, they don't sound real. Like where are these characters coming out of the woodwork until I pulled up? And then I was like, oh gosh. And I was trying to reel my <laughs> mind back. I was like, okay, you can't move here yet. You can't move here yet. Then I, then I got a job offer and then a house, a band to live in. And it's like, you know what? There's not a lot keeping me back home. Sure. I got a, a stable paycheck. And I got a mortgage. But, I mean, fuck it, dude. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so where are you guys going? Do you have any... I'm sure you got some spots in mind. I mean, are you, do you have, like, a trajectory? Or how do you like to travel? Do you just kind of pick it day by day? Or do you have, like, a firm type A kind of schedule? Well, it changes, I would say, a little bit every time. Um, and then I think that has to do with the circumstances with each adventure. Um, most recently, um, we had done like a week and a half, and no, it was like 10 days up to Canada in October. And um, we just basically had like a route. I wanted to follow from where we live in Santa Cruz, the uh, volcanoes, the Cascade Range up to basically Northern Washington border of Canada and then hug the coast all the way back down to California. That was the tentative plan. And I'm, I love the app Google Earth. If you haven't already gotten it, you should, you should get it right now because you can zoom into every little spot on the world that you want to visit if you're a traveler. And um, it gives you a lot of perspective on the land. So I would, I would just pick out all these spots like, oh, I want to go here, I want to go here, I want to go here, and had a whole list of G these just spots so that when we were in that area we can decide let's go to a waterfall let's go to a hot spring let's go to this view um to take a photo um and i i actually gathered so many spots on that google earth like file you could say that we were just non-stop going to spots for 10 days straight Whoa. like we called 
two a days. It was like two waterfalls a day, two hikes a day, two whatevers a day, like beach spots. But like we really just wanted to capsule or capture as much as we could. But now going into this new um, situation, I think it's going to be a reverse of that. It's going to be a slower pace. Um, spend more time at each destination, capture it in a different way. Um, and before exiting the area, maybe produce more content um, and get it out in a more relevant, you know, time frame, then move on to the next area. Oh, man. I like it. I'd like to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor of this episode, some dear friends uh, in the sacred island of Kauai out in the state of Hawaii. These, these friends are doing some great stuff. They're running a shop called Fractal Forest where you can get some incredible superfoods like CBD, DHA, Shilajit, to amplify your mind, body, and spirit for whatever work you're doing out in the world to give you that extra edge up on the world and just tune in to your body and help you do so. So I invite you to check out their, their website, fractalforest.com. Get up there in the Google, tune into the interwebs, and, and follow their IG page. They're about to drop a, a really awesome sale. So if you've been curious to try these new these products, um, now would be the good time to tune in because there's going to be an epic sale coming up, and it'd be a great way to get in at a lower cost and the same wonderful quality. Thank you, Fractal Forest. Uh, Let's get back to Ricardo. The uncertainty and the fear factor of trusting in yourself. That might have been where I left off. And um, I mean, yeah, just every time that I've been able to go through those experiences out in the world, so the universe has blessed me with a new opportunity, whether it was a new person or a new job or a new you know, learned of a new place to go. Like it's always, I, I haven't yet to be, I've yet to feel that the universe isn't on my side in this, you know, in this path that I've chosen. So I continue to do so regardless of all of the doubts and the fears and what people say and the expectations of society. Like I know it's what at the end of our lives, like it's what makes you feel good inside that you should pursue. And this is the one thing I found, so I continue to do so. Wow. So, I'm kind of curious, you know, do you have any, like, stories you could share about, like, you know, you about, it's like, shit, maybe you're out of money, you're in a town you don't know, like, how are you, like, how did you find the universe, like, pulling, pulling you along and, like, threading you, like, with people or quick job or something like that? just it was so seamless that it takes time to honestly look i mean there's just been so many funny scenarios <laughs> i can't the, the list goes on and on and on because it's been seamless like it's almost as if the universe knew that i was doing what i needed to do so it never allowed there to be it always gave me the right amount of discomfort and comfort to keep it interesting <laughs> but it was always like oh go around the corner somebody will be there 
to you know gift you or go around the next corner you'll discover something new and it'll keep the inspiration flowing so i mean stories in particular um i mean it's also also thank goodness for the goodness of people that believe in you as well because the people that see that that intense belief in oneself around them can you know lead them to being very giving and i've i've had the opportunity to have a lot of giving up or giving moments from people and i've accepted them um let's see in particular i got two stories that the universe has got my back and i remember last year around covid when it hit I had a big whiteboard on my wall and, you know, as the world was falling apart and traveling was becoming no longer a thing anymore. Um, I started writing on this board, everything I wanted to do before I die. And the board just stood in my room. Um, you know, like I didn't write it all in one session. I, as one thing would come to mind, I'd write it on the board. And one of those things that I wrote on the board was I want to be on the news one day. Whoa. Like, I'm just saying that because I know what happened later. (laughs) I was just like, I want to be on the news. And yeah, so, you know, fast forward a couple months or a few months, actually, it was like six months um, in November. Me and my girlfriend had to go visit um, my parents and my family for Thanksgiving. And because we were driving out there, I wanted to make sure there was a couple of spots that we would capture on the way there and on the way back. And as usual, I didn't really, I had a tentative idea of places I wanted to capture, but I didn't have it secured down as to keep the universe open, you know, for anything to happen. And on the way to Colorado, we stopped in Valley of um, Fire State Park outside of Nevada and captured a beautiful sunrise morning um, on this really picturesque, uh, road that goes down the middle of this canyon and it was a success but then what would happen next on our way back was even more interesting because while we were in Colorado we discovered or we heard by our friends Clay and Dom what the Utah monolith was and well at that time the Utah monolith was this freshly discovered um, obelisk looking thing in the middle of the desert discovered by the National Guard, I believe it was, or BLM, by helicopter. And then once it was discovered, it became viral. So the timing was perfect of like, oh my gosh, we're going back to California. This thing has just been discovered. We can find the coordinates on Instagram. I then put together, you know, like a map of how to hike there. And it was like, all right, we're going to the Utah Monolith. Eight hours drive later into the middle of the desert, arriving in the middle of the nighttime we are approaching the utah monolith and about 30 minutes outside of approaching it we see a truck pass us with a large object in the back after driving that many hours we just decided there's no way that that could be the utah monolith being stolen by a group of people that didn't want it there we gotta we're going there right now to capture it we drive the extra 30 minutes, we get out of the car, we follow my Google Earth like map to the where the monolith was standing and there was not. No Utah monolith. No nothing there. We Nothing. Uh, nothing. Oh. Just a 
pee stain with that <laughs> saying bye bitch and in the sand and you know entire tracks out of there oh tracks so. so like yeah what were you feeling at this point i mean you were so close were you devastated were you just shocked i mean what oh, goes dude. on it was devastating because I think that I'm, I'm also very addicted to things that are fleeting. So when, let's say, you know, I, I look at this world and I'm like, oh my God, everywhere is getting more popular. It's going to be harder to go everywhere and capture anything as things get more popular. So I have this like unease of wanting to reach these places before they're potentially gone. And, um, you know, this was a very fleeting thing because the BLM was talking about taking it down and there we were, it was only stood for 10 days and there we were the first people to discover that it was taken down. So I was just in complete shock. I couldn't believe that we were like that it had happened because it was so fresh, you know, and, but I immediately, thank goodness, my girlfriend helped turn you know, the situation around and I, we came to terms of that. Okay. Like this is an opportunity. We need to capture this. We need to document it and we need to share this with the appropriate people so that the world can know that the Utah monolith has been taken. And, um, we, so we proceeded to, you know, journal, be a good journalist and as, as we, as we could and tell the story and show the evidence of what we thought could have happened. And right after that, it was, but mind you, it was 17 degrees out Fahrenheit. Um, we decided to capture our own rendition of the monolith. We decided to turn the light on on my drone and do a long exposure where the drone was going into the air and we were looking up at the drone. And as if the, but it, in the picture, it made this beam of light going up towards the center of the photo into the sky. And it was our rendition of the monolith exiting and being taken away by the aliens so um, Whoa, it, yeah. that night though in the 17 degree weather we I, I stayed up all night in our, the back of my girlfriend's toyota forerunner with her sleeping next to me freezing my ass off trying to make an edit of a video on my phone and editing everything like on my phone before the battery died so that we could so that i could send it to all the news channels in the morning and we did it. We did. I did wow. that at like seven o'clock, and then for the rest of the day, I was getting hit up by NBC, Good Morning America, um, Inside oh, Edition. Dude. Like these people were just getting my number through. I don't even know how, but I, we were, as we drove back to California, we had to stop several times on the side of the highway for me to do impromptu interviews um, through Zoom, like we are now, telling the story. Holy cow. So look at you. You started on a whiteboard, expressed your goal. Now you're on all the major news outlets yeah. covering a very mysterious, interesting story in the day. Yeah. That's so sick. Dude. Like, that's the latest example of how the universe is looking out for all of us and me in particular for that story. Um, but I think that uh, if you're keen enough and you're willing, you know, write whatever it is on you that you could ever imagine on a whiteboard. And if you're, if that's truly the direction you're heading, it will, it will present itself that opportunity. And I, 
I was just going to get a photo. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be on the news that the universe just said, this is, this is your moment to be on the news, you know? (laughs) Um, Wow. There it was, man. Opportunity. You know, you're out there seeking exciting things, seeking adventure. And you just happened to, and you hustled. You were hustling in the cold of the back of a car in less than optional, optimal editing conditions. Dang, man. Yeah. That's so cool. That's a great question. I think that there's a really powerful uh, act of writing things down. I mean, because you think things, but once you put it to paper or to board or cardboard, I think there's like this ripple that goes into the universe that really feels yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I've, I do that too. And I've looked back on goals and lists. I've accomplished everything. And it's just a matter of knowing like from your heart what you want to do and I think right. you can get it. Um, I've been doing the same thing in my journal. I just like, I'm just like spouting off all kinds of ideas out here, whether I go for them or not. I just put it in the paper, because who knows? So I think that might be a good skill for our listeners. Write, write it down. Just even Definitely. if it sounds crazy, just put it on a board. Who knows? Maybe you want to like have dinner with Barack Obama or something. Or right. I don't, I don't know what people's <laughs> goals are. All this is realistic, you know? Right. Shoot, yeah. you can even space travel now. Like, I think there's, like, got commercial options to go to the space. So. Yeah. I even wrote on there, I was like, I want to go to space. <laughs> okay. Yeah, to the moon, man. You got right. this. <laughs> I want to recap you after that experience. Yeah. Pretty sweet. <laughs> you should do the interview from space. Oh, wow. Dude. That see now we're thinking yeah. now we're dreaming big. Exactly, I like this. What are some of your dreams, Jamie? <sighs> there, there are many. Sometimes too many. Oh yeah. And I'm trying to like really refine down. Okay, what do I actually want to work on? But lately, it's been mushrooms and mycology. I really want to start a successful business in mushrooms. Be a education cultivation, maybe make a product or two. So that's kind of what I'm really uh, putting energy and finances into lately. Mm -hmm. Because back in Denver, I had an extra bedroom. And uh, I had started growing some different uh, choice edibles and medicinal mushrooms uh, in my my room. And I was like, damn, this is fun. Like, this is so interesting. It's hard. It all happened also during COVID. I'm like, now I'm working from home. I just needed a way to outlet my energy because... I, I never really knew how to spend time with myself. Mm-hmm. I've always been out and about, going to concerts, going to see friends. You know, I never had to really sit and just chill. Right. So what a good um, activity. I don't know if I ever. <laughs> yeah, it's a good at-home activity. So I got a pressure cooker and just started playing with different uh, like grains and substrates, and I got into. I started following all these really cool mushroom producers and getting their genetics. Nice. It's just been sweet. I built a little library. I built my own laboratory. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it's uh it's fun, isn't it? It. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's yeah, uh, it's. Man. I'm glad you brought up that topic. Um, that's something that during the COVID as well um, caught our interest. Um, and yeah, no. With Denver, it kind of mirrors the 
same beliefs out here in Santa Cruz um, with the psychedelics or with the psilocybin or, you know, mycology. Yeah. I, there's so much that grows out here. It's like every day you walk outside, it's like an experiment. <laughs> that Man, yeah, you're in such a rich place for mushroom diversity. Yeah. And I bet that's just so fun to cruise and be like, what the heck is this thing? Who are oh, yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. Is that something you're that you're gonna practice while you're out in Hawaii? Yeah, that's my plan. You know, I've been doing some research, and I mean, it's just such a perfect environment. I've got humidity, I've got the ideal temperatures for a ton of different species, cool. and I've got some land here. My friends like, yeah, grow mushrooms here. I've got it. Yeah, even a laboratory I can deck nice. out. So. Um, and there's tons of leaf litter and things like good inputs. Me. See, that was the trouble. Like back home, it's like I didn't really have a good. I was buying everything offline. You know, I didn't even have a good place to compost my waste material when I was done. You know, and I could have developed that. It's not infeasible, but it just wasn't super sustainable. And like I had a lot of power, running humidifiers and air purifiers and things like that. Yeah. But I learned a ton, and I failed a lot. Also, they're very mysterious. You think you figure it out, then they throw you through a loop. Um, so yeah, I'm out here and I'm a, I'm getting that started kind of as we speak. I've got three oyster mushroom varieties in route. Oh wow! Uh, to try to grow a pink oyster, popcorn oyster, and then this one it's called a the Phoenix oyster. Okay. They all do well in tropical climates, and I'm gonna utilize banana leaves and just buckets and just get real rogue with it. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm working on. I just want to keep developing this. Um, I really like educating and speaking, so maybe lead some workshops once I dial in the process and just try to create something that's kind of scalable and that I could maybe take with me because I really like Peru. I mean, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. I fancy living in the Dominican Republic maybe one day. So if I can hustle it down here, I could take these skills anywhere I go. Right. So that's kind of one of my dreams. I really like mushrooms, and I want to learn a way to help purvey them and build the stoke because, I mean, it's just a really good time to be a mushroom lover right now. Everyone's getting pumped, and there's all kinds of small businesses popping up all over. Yeah. They're just a sick food source. I mean, especially as people, like, kind of wean off their meat intake. Yeah. It gives a nice meat, meaty substance and a lot of – a lot of nutrients that like other foods don't really have. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And so many, uh, amazing health benefits, cancer preventative, yes. um, neurological support. Yeah. Um, anything, I mean, even down to, um, digesting plastic, digesting plastics, oils. It's freaking nuts. It's quite incredible. Um, and just, I've learned a lot about mycology in this last year. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie called Mycelium Running, or is that a book? Oh, oh that's the book, but maybe you're that's thinking the book. of uh, Fantastic Fungi. Fantastic Fungi. Oh, with, yeah, sick uh, plug Paul for that Stamets. movie. So good. I cried. Yeah. That movie was good, dude. That movie's so good. I, it's so amazing just to know that how they send nutrients through all the soil and the network underneath the forest 
like how it's all interconnected. It's just uh, that to me really sparked my interest in the possibilities of this fantastic thing that we used to be. Um, didn't we our DNA split from theirs millions of years ago? Yeah, I mean, I think mushrooms are the origin, and we're more related to mushrooms than animals in a lot of right. ways, especially with our immune systems. Uh, but there's a lot I don't know still. Yeah. No, it's just fascinating, though. And it's amazing. And like psilocybin mushrooms, they just happen to grow wherever there's like human activity, you know, in like disturbed areas. Like along the West Coast, they'll just grow in like wood patches in California and like next to police stations and stuff like <laughs> it's it's ironic. Um, and I think there's a lot a lot of benefit there, especially with those mushrooms. But if I'm being honest, those are the mushrooms that showed me into the whole other world. So I think they might just be the gateway species. It's like, oh, this is interesting. Now fall in love with all the other fungi because you're going to be busy your whole life. Right. Right. No, so, I, I can yeah. relate with that. Yeah. I never even liked to eat them growing up. You know, I was like, I don't like mushrooms. But now I'm like, I mean, I'm on the hunt, you know. Oh, there's so, so many tasty ones. So many tasty ones. Lobster tail. No, not lobster tail. What are they? Yeah, but they've got the lobster mushrooms. Oh, lobster mushrooms. And like then lobsters. lion's mane. Yeah, lobster. Lion's mane. Yeah. Oyster yeah. mushrooms. Oh, so good. So good. So we're out here. We're exploring the mushroom world out here in Hawaii. I'll keep you posted on that. Most I mean, definitely. I just want to keep traveling. I want to get back to uh, the Amazon and do some work down there again and just keep cruising. I mean, maybe this podcast is a hit. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what we're doing, but I think I'm just going to keep trying stuff and in tandem until one really takes off and takes my time or... Or I meet some sort of like uh, Iranian princess and she moves me out to Persia and I live out there. I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say what goes on? Yeah. That's a big dream right there. <laughs> I brought my passport. I was like, who knows? I might meet somebody with their own jet and they might want to take me somewhere. So I'm, I'm here for that. I got my bags packed. So if you're listening. Jamie, the prince, prince of Persia. <laughs> we'll see. I've always been interested in the Persian culture, and I meet the most incredible Persian ladies, and they become like my best friends. Really? So I don't know what goes on there. But yeah, I like to dance. I've been learning the bachata. Okay. So I want to get really good at dancing and just be a suave, suave dancer, be able to go to any Latin country and just swoop the ladies. You know. Oh yeah. That's kind of where my head's at <laughs> these days. You know. So. <laughs> hey man. I, that's the beauty of travel. I mean, it get you get to learn new dance moves, new languages, new ways and walks of life, new ladies, whatever you like. <laughs> it's all there for us, man. I'm really stoked. I'm I'm really stoked on this energy you brought to the table here, Ricardo. Right back at you. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, so what does your dream life look to you? look like to you i mean i feel like we've touched on it but like let's speak it into existence well my dream life well life i don't mean to go any deeper than i should but if you're if i'm to be honest i believe that this is this is one of many lives okay. and um this just so happens to be a life where 
I have arms and limbs and a nose and a consciousness. And I have, you know, all these senses that are asking me to, you know, go experience them. So if I could ask anything out of this life, it's just to stimulate those senses and use those limbs to travel as far as this vessel can go. So I just want to see as much as I can and be in as many different places as I can. And of course the key word is as I can, I can't do as much as my imagination um, wants me to do, but I accept that. But I do surrender to the fact that that's what my life is meant to do is to go stimulate all those senses elsewhere in this beautiful planet and this beautiful marble, you know? Wow. I like that. And like you accept that you can't do everything you imagine, but it, to me, I just see this eagerness at this. It's like a challenge. Like you want to do as much as you can. And I think that's beautiful. And, uh, living a really rich life full of experience and, uh, laughter. I see this and, I think you're inspiring people along the way and uh, I could see a future where, you know, some country hires you for like $50,000 to come there, all expenses paid and just document what it's like there. I could see you doing stuff like that. You make really great photos and uh, it's just fun to follow your stories. So for all the listeners out there, follow uh, Ricardo at Right Now Rick. You're on IG. Any other platforms you're trying to plug or... How can people get a hold of you, man? Go to Instagram first and follow me there because I'll keep you updated on everything else we'll be doing. We're going to, with this new uh, challenge that we're going to pursue, I'll have a lot more time to be doing more consistent vlogs and, that you'll find on YouTube. And, you know, um, things will be, new things are coming, but find me at right now, Rick, on IG. As of now. Yo, and you're about to hit the road in three weeks. I want to bless your journey. I hope you get your van dialed in nice. And you and your gal just have an epic adventure, man. That's what life is here for. I think you'll find you're supported. And you might just have the best trip of your life. I think I will, Jamie. I appreciate you inviting me on today. It was was an honor, honestly. I couldn't. I couldn't be more grateful to be uh, the, to start my day out with, than with this, you know. So thank you for everything, Jamie, and you have a good rest of your day out there in Hawaii. I can't wait to come see you. So here we have it, episode one. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed yourself and have gleaned some tidbits of info and jewels that you could take with you in your world. And I'd love to hear from you. So get at me at my Instagram at Jaw Moonrider or our Instagram page for Budget Just Jump. Let me know what you think. And if you have any questions or if you'd like to be on the show, please reach out. Love to have you. As always, my name is Jamie Akins. I'm forever thankful uh, for our friendship and for your tuning in this little dream in motion. I hope you're having a great day out there and let me know how I can support you. Until next week. Keep your feet on the ground.